0: What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode four of Good Human. Today we are doing a little advice segment because I like hearing from you guys. So I asked you two questions. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten, and then I asked if there was anything that you wanted advice on, and I would give it my best go. You guys submitted a bunch of really great pieces of advice that I'm really excited to read. I sort of categorized them into a couple different sections: there's relationship friendship advice, sort of like individual self advice, there's some work advice, and then just some random funny cute ones thrown in there as well. Then, at the end, I picked three questions that you guys wanted advice on. And I, like I said, will give it my best go. I'm going to save some of them for future episodes as well, because I do want to do this sort of advice segment every so often. I think it'd be fun. It's a nice way to just get some, some new inspo, a little motivation. A lot of these are very like motivational, make you feel good. So I'm very excited about this episode. And without further ado, let's jump right in. First category of advice that I will run through are the sort of friendship or relationship type pieces of advice, and I'm kind of just going to read them and then maybe throw in my two cents or elaborate on them from my point of view. So the first one that I have is a classic, which I think I said in the last episode of Good Human, and that is you're not going to like everyone, so you can't expect everyone to like you, okay? Love that one. It's a classic. One of my faves and it kind of just puts things into perspective. So if you want to hear me elaborate on that one, I definitely did in the last episode. So go check that out. Next up we have no one is your other half. You're already whole. And I really love that one. I know it's like a cute little cheesy thing people call their partner like their other half, but you should never actually feel like you need someone else to complete you. You are whole as is on your own independent af doing your own thing and if you want to bring someone in to your life they should just add on it should just be like a little cherry on top of an already delicious ice cream sundae sort of the same thing as like you can't find happiness in someone else you have to be your own source of happiness and I love that one gonna interrupt real quick because I'm listening to this as I go and I'm hearing some what I really hope are not technical difficulties it's a little bit of a crackling situation I'm just going to keep on pushing through, and if this episode sucks and is really annoying to listen to, then I will figure out what's going on with what I assume is my microphone. So fingers crossed that it's um, just like my laptop speakers that are playing games with me right now and not the mic. Let's continue with the advice. The next two kind of go together, so I'm going to lump them together real quick first one is be gracious with yourself and others and the second one is we're all doing the best we can with what we have and I feel like those two go together all under the same kind of umbrella of like give yourself and others the benefit of the doubt like most people have good intentions I think that's fair to say and you know everything that you're trying to go through imagine everybody else also has a handful of things that they're currently going through And everybody is just doing their best. Like, truly, life is just everybody out here doing our best. So be gracious towards others. Just like it's so important to be kind to yourself, it's also so important to be kind to other people. And I think that perspective also helps dealing with conflict sometimes. It can be easy to just think people are out to get you or that somebody did something on purpose to hurt you. But I would say 9 times out of 10, that's not true. I don't think a lot of people set out with the intentions to hurt other people or to make you upset in any way and you just kind of have to understand that like they did the best that they could in that scenario and of course that doesn't justify or excuse certain behaviors but just kind of helps make life a little bit more relatable like everything you're going through other people are also probably going through in some form shape or fashion so sometimes you gotta cut people some slack give them a break and give yourself a break The next piece of relationship or also friendship advice is actions are worth more than words and I absolutely agree with this. It is easy to talk the talk but you have to also walk the walk and if you're in a relationship or a friendship where people are telling you all of these things but then they're not acting on it, red flag, big fat red flag, all right? That doesn't change. I firmly believe that a type of person that just feeds you what you want to hear and then constantly disappoints you when they don't live up to those words, that's that's how it's going to be. People show you who they are and I think we kind of want to believe that we can change them or that things will be different, but you have to see people for who they are. Like What they present to you is who they are and you have to accept that and make the decision if you want to continue in that relationship with them. This wasn't a part of that piece of advice, but I feel like it's very similar in a relationship or friendship where listening is not the same as hearing. Like someone can be listening to you, but you want them to actually hear you. As in, they're understanding what you're saying and they're retaining what you're saying and they're acting on what you're saying. Just like how it's really easy for people to just say what you want to hear, it's also very easy for someone just listen to you. But I feel like the the actions and the hearing are what you want to strive for. I think those are really important parts of a relationship for you to get and for you to give to someone as well. Next up is don't hold grudges or try to get even with someone. And I really agree with this one as well. You guys came in with the good advice. I love this one. When you're in a relationship with someone or a friendship You probably love that person and you're probably being vulnerable with that person and unfortunately when it comes to love and vulnerability, you are allowing yourself and opening yourself up for hurt and that is just part of it. People will hurt you in relationships and in friendships, but that is no reason to get back at them. I think that sets a really rocky foundation And I think it leads to a lot of resentment and it just kind of like builds and builds and builds and I just don't think it can do any good. From my experience, communication is the best route to go. If someone has hurt you, then you need to talk to them about it. And that is sometimes super, super uncomfy, but that's the way that it's going to get resolved. Not holding a grudge or holding things in or even trying to get back at them for the way that they hurt you. And the last piece of advice under this relationship friendship category is pay attention to how people react to your wins. I think this piece of advice has really helped me figure out who my real friends are over the years. And this can be true in a romantic relationship as well. But here's the deal. A real friend or a truly good partner will not compete with you. They will not try to bring you down. They will not be weird about when something good happens to you. You ever been in a friendship or relationship where like you tell them really good news, but the reaction is like super weird and off? Or maybe you tell them something good and they try to bring you down? I feel like all of those things are again like a red flag in a relationship or a friendship. And I really believe that it is so important to surround yourself with The right people with people that uplift you and cheer you on. So I do like that little piece of advice. Pay attention to how people react to your wins. I'm loving this. I love little pieces of advice and little like inspirational motivational tidbits. So let's move on to the next category, which is sort of just like individual advice, advice for yourself. And the first one is disappoint everyone else before you disappoint yourself. And the first time I read this one, I was like taken aback a bit because... I don't know about anybody else, but it's kind of my first nature to um, people please. Hi, resident people pleaser here. And so the thought of disappointing everyone else before you disappoint yourself is like a little scary. Could you tell? Can you hear my nervous laughter? But I really love this one and I feel like this was a good reminder for me as well. I think your happiness is above all else because if you're miserable then you can't please everybody else. We, we want to make everybody else happy all the time, but we don't realize that when we're not happy, it just hurts everybody else around us as well. So first and foremost, you have to make yourself happy, but also I think it's important to remember that you only have this life, and at the end of the day, you got you, and so you have to go after the things that are best for you. And if that means disappointing your parents by not going down the career path that they wanted you to go down whatever it means if you're putting yourself first and making sure that you are fulfilling all of your needs i think that ends up actually serving other people better as well and even if it doesn't even if the choices that you make in life end up actually disappointing someone long term i think that's okay because your happiness is the number one i think that disappointment is temporary in a lot of scenarios but like I said if it's not temporary if it is full-fledged for the rest of your life whoever is disappointed in you for your actions but you are happy and as long as you're not hurting anyone then I think you need to be true to yourself and commit to those decisions that are going to make you happiest which kind of leads into the next piece of advice which is the saddest thing in life is wasted talent and the choices you make will shape your life forever. And I say that kind of is tied to the last one because I think sometimes we don't chase after the things that we want or the talent that we have because of that fear of disappointment or it might be because we don't believe in ourselves. We don't have confidence in our skills or in our talents. And I promise you that each and every one of you have a special set of skills and talent. So this is your sign. Get out there and start using them. Oh, I didn't realize how well these all tie together. This is making me really happy. The next one is, it's never too late to start over. I don't think I need to add on to that one too much. I'm going to let that one speak for itself. Whatever it is in life, it is never too late to start over. Another one that I don't think I need to elaborate on too much is forgive yourself. I know that we could all be gentler with ourselves, more kind. Like I said, on that one piece of advice at the beginning, be gracious with yourself. Cut yourself some slack. And forgive yourself. And the last one under this category of advice for an individual be proactive, not reactive. I think this one speaks for itself. I'm sure we've all had a lot of experience with being on top of things and acting on things versus being reactive and waiting for things to happen and then addressing them. But you know I love my analogies and my imagery. So imagine you're standing in front of one of those, like, tennis ball throwers. You know the machines? I don't play tennis. I don't know why this was the first thing that came to my head. You know those machines that you put a tennis ball in, or like a baseball, and it will spit it out at you? So imagine you're rocking up to the tennis courts, and you have no idea what's going on. Your back is facing the wrong way. Add on another layer. You're wearing, like, A prom dress or a suit and you've no idea what's going on and then the balls start coming out at you and you're just like expected to be catching them you're gonna have to react in the moment versus you rock up in your cute little tennis skirt or your tennis shorts or whatever you feel comfortable in and you're ready you're stretched out you're feeling limber you're ready to go you're facing the right direction you got your hands out you're ready to catch the balls being proactive to what's about to happen I don't know if those sort of imaginary scenarios make any sense to anyone else's brain, but they really just, like, make things click for me. So that's all I'll say on that one. Be proactive, not reactive next up we have a handful of work related advice so this first one i absolutely agree with i have lived through it and it's actually something that i tell our group of interns that we have every summer at my job and that is to ask questions and speak up to me this is probably like one of the most important things you can do especially when you're starting a new job there's so many benefits to it first of which is i think you're going to learn things a heck of a lot faster if you ask questions and don't worry about them being dumb questions I think it says a lot more about a person that's willing to speak up and ask what they have to ask than someone that sits back and is like oh well it might be a dumb question I promise you it's the best way to learn the other part of that which I don't know if the person that submitted this meant it this way but I'm gonna sprinkle in my own little bit of advice here on the speaking up part you are a fresh set of eyes And if you work in the corporate world, you've probably heard that phrase before, but it's true. The people that are working with you might have been working at that company for years and years and years, or they might just have been in that industry for years and years and years, and you have a completely different perspective on things than they do. So you have that fresh set of eyes, you have a new perspective, you could bring new ideas to the table, and all of these things, speaking up, putting in your input, asking questions, I think kind of meshes with the next piece of advice, which is everyone you meet is a possible opportunity. So so when you're meeting these new people... You don't want to be that person that doesn't talk to them. You don't want to be that person that's quiet in the corner, not making an impression. You want to be that person that makes conversation, that speaks up, that asks questions, and you never know where that relationship is going to lead you in the future. So when someone does have a job or an opportunity, they're going to think of those people that made a lasting impression on them. They're going to think of the people that asked questions and spoke up and took interest. You really never know what opportunity someone might have for you down the line. So treat everyone that you meet in a professional setting with respect and with interest because you never know what could come of it. This next one I think is really good, especially for new people entering a workforce. And it is don't vent to tons of people. You'll become the complainer. It's inevitable that you're going to get annoyed with things at work. You're going to get frustrated with people and with projects. And you don't want to be that person that's going to every other person on your team and complaining. That obviously doesn't look good to your boss or to any other upper level management or even just to like your coworkers in general. And I personally would not want the reputation of the complainer. I feel like that just sets a really negative vibe, and I don't think people want to be around that, and that kind of becomes what people expect out of you when you're constantly the one going to everyone to complain and vent about something, and of course, it's normal to need to get some stuff off your chest sometimes, so I actually saw, I think it was a TikTok that addressed this issue, And it said to find one person that you can confide in. And from there, if something is like really bothering you or you're really frustrated about something, you can go to that one person and you know that that's a safe place where you can get things off your chest in a healthy way without becoming the complainer. And the last piece of work-related advice is commit to what you can realistically do and do it well. I love this... I love this one for two reasons. One, I think it's really important not to overstretch yourself and put too much stuff on your plate to avoid burnout. But also because I think it is much better to be realistic about what you're able to do and then like kill it versus overselling yourself and then leaving people hanging or not meeting up to the expectations that that person had for you. So know your limits, know your skills, and go kill it. Last but not least, there were, like, three random ones that I just wanted to throw in here, first of which is by the Trader Joe's Vegan Caramelized Onion Dip. Yes, yes, yes. You've seen my Instagram stories. Whenever I go to Trader Joe's, I try to pick up a few things that I'd never tried before, like the fun things, and recently I tried the Vegan Caramelized Onion Dip. I think they actually have a non-vegan version as well, which I've never tried, but, oh, the vegan caramelized onion dip is some of the best stuff I've ever tasted. The next random one is drink lots of water before drinking alcohol. Yes, 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 absolutely. Please make sure you're drinking enough water in general, but before drinking, if you can get your hands on a liquid IV, highly recommend. And the last little random piece of advice is to floss more, which I think we could all use that reminder. You already know I like to end these episodes answering a couple questions. So, for this one, I asked you guys if you wanted any specific advice on anything, and I will give it my best go. So, the first one is How do I truly relax? I feel like I can never rest. I have definitely dealt with this before, especially in college. I, like many other people in college, was just so busy. I was doing so much stuff. I was spreading myself way too thin. And so, anytime I would take a minute to relax or like, watch a YouTube video or something. I felt so guilty about it. And it really wasn't until after I graduated and started going to therapy that I realized how important rest is. And resting and relaxing and literally doing nothing does not mean you are lazy and it's nothing you should be guilty about. In fact, it's so important. And when you take the time to rest, you actually show up better in other areas of your life. Something that I've always struggled with when trying to relax is that I feel like I have so much on my mind and I just can't unfocus on those things to just relax and do nothing. So something that I like to do is just write down my thoughts, whether it's actually like pen and paper or if I just go in my notes on my phone, I find that if I'm getting the things out of my brain and onto paper or into my phone, it's kind of like a weight off my shoulders and I know that I'll remember it eventually because I have it written down somewhere so I don't need to be thinking about it and worrying about it right now. I would also recommend to put your phone away. I know sometimes our phones can be our source of relaxation. Like after a long day of work, you can finally sit down on the couch and look at your phone. But it ends up making me feel worse sometimes. It can be like really overstimulating, especially when you're switching between a bunch of apps all the time. Like when I'm on my phone, I'm going between Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and then my email and it's like too much. So I would recommend putting your phone away and just focusing on doing one thing. And just like everything else, the more you do it, the more you'll feel comfortable doing it. So it might feel uncomfortable at first to really, really let yourself relax and do nothing with no expectations and not worrying about being productive. But the more that you do it, the more those feelings will go away. The next question is how to make friends as an adult. I'm working from home and feel so isolated sometimes. That is something I definitely relate to, and I think a lot of people relate to both the making friends as an adult thing and the working from home and feeling really disconnected from everyone else thing. I did touch on making friends as an adult a little bit in the first episode, but I basically don't know the answer to that. That's something that I definitely also struggle with, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially when crafting some sort of advice for this. And I also took to the internet to get a couple tips because... Like I said, this is something that I also struggle with. Something that I've been thinking about and something that I even talk to my own friends about is that there's differing levels of friendships and not everyone can tick all of your boxes and be everything for you. So you might have different friends in different spots of your life and I think that makes a lot more sense too as you're an adult. When you're in school and you're in like clubs or even Greek life, you kind of have a lot of things in common with one another just because of where you're at. Like, you're all going to school and you're seeing each other all the time and you're doing a lot of things together. But when you're an adult, you have all these different areas of your life that different friends fit best into. Maybe you have one friend that's like your going out friend and then you have another friend that you love to do fitness classes with and then you have another friend that you like to discuss books with. Like, we all have so many different interests and now that we all have different jobs and we're all on different life paths... Each of our friends might serve a different purpose for us. And I think that kind of helps set expectations when going into the whole friend-making experience. And sort of on that topic, it helps to join groups and, like, do activities to find those similar people. And I compared it before as sort of, like, adult real-world clubs. But go to that fitness class. If you love working out, go there and find people that also love going to that fitness class and talk to them put yourself out there, which I think is another thing that is really hard to do but important for adult friendships is putting yourself out there, saying yes to stuff. These friendships don't happen as organically as they do in school, like I mentioned, so you really got to put yourself out there to these people. And something that I read online that I think has a really great point, it's said to build on acquaintances. You know you have those people in your lives that you really enjoy their company and they're great people, but you might not really be at that next level of friendship, those are great people to start to talk to again. You already have that foundation there, you already know that you like each other, and you get along, so start talking to them, get vulnerable with them, sort of break down those walls, and you might form a really great friendship out of someone you've already known for a long time. Moving on to the last question, which was, I want to start cooking more, where do you find recipes? The first tip I'll give is to find your like foundational meals. For me, it's a rice bowl. I could make so many different variations of a rice bowl and it's fairly easy. So that is always like my go-to fundamental meal. If I don't know what to make, I know I can make some sort of rice bowl. If you want to get a little bit more creative with your meals, I always go to Pinterest and get specific when you're searching. So if you want an easy lunch or like a quick dinner or a vegetarian dinner or gluten-free dessert or whatever it is, make it very specific and you'll get tons and tons of results. Like Pinterest is filled with really great recipes. After that, you'll sort of compile your favorite dishes. I have like a rotation of like 10 or 15 meals that I know I can make. I know they're easy and I know I love. And so I'll just keep rotating them. That way you don't get overwhelmed with all of the options and feel like you have to keep coming up with something new every single day. The other thing that I actually really love is a good cookbook. I know that's like very old school, but I have quite a few cookbooks with a bunch of recipes in them. And I kind of forgot I had them. To be honest, I just rediscovered them the other day and I went and I bookmarked like a ton of pages in the cookbook. And now I'm gonna make some fun new things this week. That's a great little gift idea as well because everybody loves food and everybody, I'm sure, could use some new recipe ideas. Alrighty, my friends, that wraps up today's little advice episode. I hope you were able to get a little inspiration or get your wheels turning a little bit on some of these things. Thank you so much if you submitted one of those pieces of advice. I thought they were all fantastic, and I would love to do this again in the future. You can follow me on Instagram at abby underscore wellner. That's where I ask you guys for topic ideas or for you to submit questions, so make sure you pop over there if you want to stay in the loop. And as always, thank you so much for watching. It seriously means the world to me, and until next time, see ya!